Hey couples, it's Thursday night. That means it's date night. And tonight we're going to talk about not losing your identity in marriage. So maybe you can think of a couple that does everything together. They play tennis together. They do Ironman together. They dress the same. <laughs> maybe even they, they have the same hair. That's one extreme of sort of losing your individual identity in marriage, Tracy. And I guess the other extreme would be couples that are not connected whatsoever. They don't have any of, of the same interests. So we're talking about having a healthy identity, individual identity, even as you develop your couple identity. Yeah, and, and we kind of are talking about that as it's expressed in like your hobbies and your interests that I think for a lot of couples in your dating years and in maybe early marriage, maybe more in the courting time, you might take on the interest of your significant other because you want to spend time with them and you know that's a passion of theirs and so you do it with them and that becomes like a way you bond as a couple. But if in your heart of hearts, maybe you're like the totally opposite of that, maybe the guy you're dating or the woman, I shouldn't just assume, man, man or woman is more interested in like the outdoors and climbing and camping. And so you kind of do that for a while, mm -hmm. but truthfully, you're more of like the spa person who likes comfort and reading a book by a fire. So over time in the relationship, as you, you know, especially once you're married, you might lose interest in pretending to like some of those things, mm -hmm. which might throw your whole relationship into unbalance because your spouse or significant other might be like, wait, I thought you liked doing those things. Now you don't? Yeah, so let's warm up with this question. Reflect on your early dating years. What are some things you did to win over your spouse that you later lost interest in doing? All right, so Tracy, let's talk about the two different models, the two different extremes. We're going to give them some names, and then we're going to talk about, as we finish tonight's topic, we're going to talk about sort of the healthy balance. So model A is called borrowed functioning, and this is typical in the early part of a relationship where you're doing a lot together. But over time, this becomes suffocating and unhealthy. So this model idea comes from Dr. Susan Fletcher. She has a YouTube channel, we can link it below, but she talks about this first idea, this unhealthy extreme where a couple feels like in order to be healthy in their relationship, they have to just borrow everything about the other person and take on the identity and the interests and the hobbies of the other person in order to make the relationship work. Now, if any of you watch Parks and Rec, there's a, a great example yeah. of this is Ann Perkins, right? Yeah. Because the, the joke is she just sort of borrows whatever her boyfriend at the time, whatever mm -hmm. he's into, cowboy, you know, I don't... There was flannel, there was exercise equipment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, we can kind of laugh at that, but that's kind of the truth that I think in relationships we think, okay, to make this thing work, I have to, even if I have to pretend to like the things that my significant other likes in order to make the relationship work, but the problem is that's not sustainable over mm -hmm. time. And it's kind of feeding this more codependent idea that I have to give up everything about myself in order to please and make this person like me more. Yeah, and then the problem is, in a lot of those relationships, Tracy, is at some point, the the person who's doing the borrowing of the functioning, usually it's one or the other, it's not always both, at some point, they're just like, I'm done. You're right. right. Yeah, as the relationship goes on and it's more solid and on good footing, yeah. yeah, the truth starts to come out. And then they say, no, I don't like Mexican food. What do you mean <laughs> you don't like Mexican food? I don't like wearing cowboy hats. What do you mean you wore them all the time when we were dating, right? right? 
And so what then that that person who sort of lost their identity at first for whatever reason, right. Now they begin to realize, well no, wait, I'm going to assert I don't really like these things. And then what can happen is you can overcorrect to the other model. This mm-hmm. is model B and this is called emotional distancing. So this is when couples feel more like roommates than lovers and they're emotionally disconnected. Intimacy is non non-existent and that's because well, there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but in this particular conversation, that's because they're finally asserting who they are and now it throws off that relationship. Yeah, so this is usually the married couple that's been married a while, all of a sudden, you know, instead of pretending anymore to be interested mm-hmm. in things, um, like you said, kind of swinging then to the other side as you kind of grow in confidence and you feel like the relationship, you know, you're married, you've made a commitment, your lives are intertwined, your finances are intertwined. Now you start to be more truthful about what you care about. And so for a lot of couples, all of a sudden, then it's like, I don't have any interest in those things and I'm not going to do them anymore. And so I'm just going to come over here and do my own thing and kind of reassert my identity and the things I care about. And you can stay over there and do your things. And the problem is, especially in marriage, like that's, that's not healthy. That's not a good Mm -hmm. counterbalance to being too enmeshed to just say, let's just do everything separately. Now, Tracy, I imagine some couples might be watching right now and they just, it was like a two by four between the eyes. They're like, I had no idea. Like maybe we're putting <laughs> to words some of the things, some of the dynamics mm-hmm. that you've experienced in your relationship, but you didn't have the words for it to really understand it or explain it. So I guess, Tracy, what would you say to couples right now who are feeling a little panicky, especially maybe the one who says, that's how I felt. And I don't even know if I've ever told my loved one that that's how I felt before. Yeah, no, I think it's good to be able to say and have honest conversation mm-hmm. about, you know, Especially if spouse number one, who thought spouse number two was so interested in all these things and all of a sudden became uninterested to just say, you know, that was like super confusing and kind of was like a breach of trust. Like, I don't really know Mm -hmm. who I committed to if you pretended to like things, but now all of a sudden you don't have any interest in them. I thought that was part of our commonality and connection as a couple. So I think having an honest conversation, both of you, one for the one person to say that that's hurtful to me, that's been disappointing to me that you've totally pulled away. And for the other to say, you know what, that was a mistake. I think I thought I needed to do that to keep your attention. Yeah. And now I'm telling you that's not really who I am. Yeah. So this is one of those conversations, really every conversation in marriage needs grace that you really listen Mm -hmm. to each other, really try to you know, dig a little bit deeper and, you know, some of the discussion questions for today's topic hopefully will help you, but really listen to each other. And this might take two or three or four conversations as you talk more about identity, because some of this might have to do with, you know, one of the spouses might be a little stronger than the other, Mm -hmm. but some of it might just have to do with temperament and personality. Right. Um, You know, one of you might be a people pleaser, the other one isn't. Right. And I think the goal is to move to this third model C, which is that you develop a couple identity. So what we want you guys to understand is when you get married and when you're in a healthy relationship, it doesn't mean that you just totally throw out who you were before you got married or before you got in that relationship. Um, it's, It's finding a balance between both and finding things as a couple that you enjoy to do, some of those hobbies and interests. But being okay with having other things that are interests that your spouse doesn't share, that you can go explore those without your spouse and not Mm -hmm. feel guilty about that and think, oh my gosh, are we in a terrible relationship that I want to go golf with my buddies or I want to go over here and shop with my girlfriends? Does that mean we don't care about each other or love each other? 
Yeah, so couples, there's your topic for tonight. It could be could be one that as a couple, you don't really have to spend too much time on because you guys are past this. But for some of you couples out there, this this might really open up some some deeper conversations. Mm -hmm. So give each other grace as you do it. Don't be Ann Perkins in your relationship. Like know who you are, establish your identity, and then also figure out who you are as a couple. You don't have to lose your identity as an individual to be in a healthy marriage.